The impudence, the audacity, the unmitigated gall of those Knuckleheads of Liberty podcasters daring to voice opinions outside the mainstream of accepted thought. Listen, if you dare, it's angry, it's funny, it's even sometimes sad, but it's always based on freedom and justice, as you will see. Here's our host, Jason McPhee. Welcome to the Knuckleheads of Liberty podcast. We're coming at you on June 29th, 2022, uh, almost a year and a half into this Biden administration that is just economically off the rails. Uh, the, the, the little engine that couldn't, I guess. <laughs> Before we get into that, uh, let's uh, introduce our panel. In our upper left-hand corner, we have Leon, the word Brathwaite, last word in Liberty. He is a retired engineer in the state of California. And as we've been shuffled around a little today, in our lower box today is our screaming eagle of freedom, Tim Everett. He is uh, a pilot in the state of California. <laughs> My name is Jason McBee, and I'll be your host today. So <laughs> let's get right into it. Um, boy, that uh, uh, the economy is just off the off the rails. And maybe we could get our visual up here Um uh, this this came out just a few weeks ago. Uh, we would have talked about this earlier, but we've had so many other, you know, this just craziness during this whole Biden administration, how it, it, the news cycle never seems to stop, you know, just coming right out of COVID and everything else. But uh, there's just always something too crazy to talk about, but um, especially as regards to eroding our liberties. But um, as far as the markets go. I mean, everything is is off kilter, and we're finally starting to uh, suffer from all of the effects of the central planning and just taking everything off the rails. Um, let me bring up. So what we have here is our uh, a Bitcoin. Everybody is well aware that we just had uh, that crash. And we hear something in the background. Jason, hear something in the background. Yeah. Okay. Sure. With that, did it did it go away? It just went away. It sounded almost like an echo. Okay. Okay. Anyways, uh, so so what we have here is the uh, um, uh, the Bitcoin, and I mean, my gosh, did that take a plunge recently? I mean, uh, this is looking a month out on the Bitcoin uh, track, and uh, you know, thirty thousand. It had been up as far as a year, year ago at 3,000 roughly, and even farther back, um, we see that it was actually had hit a peak of close to 70,000. Yes. So we're really looking at some just crazy declines. Yeah, and that, it's that, that's a that's a bunch of margin calling right there. That's a whole bunch of people that had, you know, they bought Bitcoin as an investment and they put it on margin and boom, uh, this, this sell, sell call came in, they had to sell. Everybody just yeah. failed. And, you know, something is different about Bitcoin, too, than the regular market. And just to show, too, that the regular market has has also experienced some of this craziness as well. Um, here's that peak we were seeing roughly for Bitcoin right around this area. And then, you know, here is the uh, the, the, the Biden slide, I guess you'd call it at this point. <laughs> and, and it's interesting, too, because as we see this trend, I mean, here we are in the Trump administration. We're literally going into COVID. COVID, bam just hits the economy like a bag, like a sack of rocks. Um, but then as we start to try to recover from it, they claim they have, uh, um, uh, you know, the, uh, 
uh, the whole uh, uh, vaccine and everything else. We start coming out of it. Uh, and then, of course, now all of Biden's, uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, uh, all of Biden's central planning, all of the money printing, the wars, all that stuff now is really starting to have its toll on us. Uh, so uh, anyways, this is this is kind of where we're at. This is the reality of it. And, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, for Biden, his part, it's all about uh, blame Putin. That's uh, completely his his tack on all of this stuff. So, uh, um, you know, what, 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 what do you guys have to say about this? I mean, this is, uh, you know, let me kick this to you. Before can we get can you chart. can you put that stock market graph back up there, that chart? Sure. The this is the one. S&P. S&P okay. 500. All right. So, okay. So you have the big slide at, at COVID. Okay. And then, then you, you have this, this, remember what we're talking about here. We're talking about the stock market. Okay. Mm -hmm. So huge amounts of money printing under Trump after COVID. Okay. So that, that's not, that's not the economy right there. You're not looking at the general economy. You're looking at just the stock market. So all you're going to see is the effects of this massive amount of money printing. That doesn't mean, oh, we made widgets. We, we went back to work right after COVID. And look at look at what we did. Boom, right back up to where we started from in a matter of months. And then and then even start surpassing that because why? Because, oh, because we're making widgets and we're just we're just really knocking it out. No, that's not why. It's because of the stock market It's because the Fed printed so much money and they're still printing money but now oh it reaches the top where oh they started adding to the interest rate oh goodness gracious now you know the the basis for the whole casino the whole betting monopoly based based on uh on cheap money cheap debt cheap debt that's all it is what that's a cheap debt graph right there and now it's just become, oh, it got a little more expensive. Oh, look what happened. Oh, did it start tapering off? Oh, goodness gracious. Yes, it did. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, well, Tim, yes, yeah, I think, I think you're right about that. I think, I think most, most economists and most market watchers and, and everything else and all that we are, we are looking at these days seem to indicate that a recession is looming. And of course, as the feds continue to raise interest rates, of course, it's gonna slow down, it's gonna slow down investments and you know, interest rates, uh, um, interest rates, the interest rates will cause people to have less incentives to invest. And what's gonna happen? We're probably gonna have a slowdown in the economy. We, 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 we can hope and pray that it does not, it does not, um, it does not get into, in, into, a, into a recession, but it, it does not, it does not look that way. And then Biden and then with this idiotic thing about this, well, this printing of money and pumping all these um, all these uh, federal money, all these Fed dollars, these fake money into the economy, causing this inflation. And, you know, of course, the way they're going to solve this, the way they're going to solve the, the inflation problem is to raise interest rates to try to slow down, try to slow down the economy, I guess, to, to help, help prices, I guess, and thus you know, will get us into a better place, but the better place was going to be a recession and that recession is not going to, is not going to be a good thing for many people. But if, if you go back to the 1980s, this is how Paul Volcker 
solve the the um, the, the big recession when Ronald Reagan took just as Ronald Reagan uh, took office, he raised interest rates. We went into a recession, but we came out of it pretty quickly. But I don't know if this is going to happen this time. Even if they do raise interest rates, even if we do get into into a recession, I don't know if we're going to come out of it as quickly, given the central planning tendencies of the Biden administration or well Democratic administrations in general. So it doesn't look good. The signs, wow. I mean, unemployment is still at a good level, but the signs does not look very good. It is not very encouraging right now. Well, maybe they maybe they shouldn't try to manipulate from the top the economy like this. Uh, you know, maybe they they shouldn't be um, using uh, interest rates to um, you know put the the gas or the brake pedal on the economy. Maybe maybe the, the interest rates ought to fall to wherever the market would bear normally. Uh, yes. You know, the, so now I'm talking Austrian economics compared to the morons at the Keynesian side, and but. And so, you know, the, the Keen, I know the war is over, the Keynesians won. Okay, so all this jatter, jibber jabber from, from me at this point in time is uh, for naught. Okay, because, you know, it's never going to happen to where we actually allow a free market We're in money. We're not going to ever have that unless maybe we, we have a complete monetary collapse and then we have to go to something that's more uh, stable and cannot be um, artificially created at will. Um, but until and unless that happens, this kind of stuff is just going to continue to happen. Okay, it's just, uh, you know, all this nonsense of, of, uh, of manipulating the interest rates and the money supply and all this stuff uh, is, is just going to continue to cause the middle class and the lower class to go through <clears throat> pain and agony and, and unnecessary people, pain and agony yes uh, yeah totally uh, totally unnecessary uh, yes. unless uh, unless the only ne necessary part of it comes from the top the people that are making the money off of it the bankers and the and the the people in the top echelons of the financial system are making buku bucks <laughs> even though the bucks may be worth less but they don't care they'll just make more you know, it doesn't matter to them what the yeah. the value of the dollar is at Walmart because they never go to Walmart. You know, they, they go to a little bit nicer place than Walmart. So um, and, and shop for for all their uh, little uh, nicks and knacks. So uh, anyway, yeah, th this this whole Keynesian nonsense, which will have other opportunities if Jason segues into them uh, well, to well, talk I, about I, more Keynesian nonsense. I, I think you guys unemployment all, thing. I think you guys already segued into it. So <laughs> if we can get this, if we can get this image up, um, uh, so and, and we'll jump back on the that's other it. issue after that's, a second. That's the one. That's yeah. the one, right? Yeah, exactly. But um, what, what 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 I wanted to to point out from from what you guys are saying is, uh, aside from the fact that and and Leon, when you talked earlier about you know oh Biden printing money. Well, I mean, it's it's certainly true too. I mean, what Tim said, hey, look, that money printing was going on well before yes. Biden. But this the key difference is at least uh, Trump was allowing the economy to function under Biden's economy. He was literally trying to keep people home and not working yes. the whole time, which is is part of what has you know amplified this whole thing. So not only have we had all these presidents who have increased the money supply and you know crazy amounts of spending and debt. 
But then we have the double whammy of non-productivity to boot. So, I mean, that that old, uh, you know, uh, debt to GDP graph that we've shown on countless shows, um, you know, that's no, where but, it really but Jason, what we hit. should add to that, though, what you should add to that, though, I mean, energy is what we need to drive this economy. Yeah. And they are trying to destroy the oil and gas industry it, right it, now. Exactly. Yeah. And it, that is a big, big <laughs> contributor to our problems. Yeah. It's not just the idea that he's telling people to stay home through the COVID thing and paying people to be unproductive and, and paying people to essentially march and burn down businesses. <laughs> but yeah. At the same time, he's literally, uh, uh, you know, stopping productivity in, in one area of our economy that was actually strong. And then he's outsourcing that he's literally yes. going at hat in hand to Saudi Arabia, Venezuela, almost yes. the list of usual suspects, except for Russia. Russia is, you know, the, the boogeyman, so we can't get anything from Russia. But everybody else, you know, no matter what human rights violations you have on the table, we're cool dealing with you <laughs> under the Biden administration. So it's it's just absolutely obscene. But then all of that central planning, and then to top it off, they have the nerve to come back later and say, oh, well, we, we screwed up earlier with all of this central planning. What we want to do is force some more unemployment to get this all under control. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry, can, guys. Can I, we got it this time yeah. with our planning. Can I say something about that? <laughs> absolutely. Okay. So, yeah, these Keynesians have absolutely this much. That's a zero shame. They they uh, they just have none whatsoever. Uh, they they want to pick on 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 people that that are on the fringes of employment and create more of that or they think they do, they think that's going to solve something. Never mind that for the past two years, between 2020 and 2022, more uh, at a, approximately one third of the existing credit and currency in the monetary system was created in those two years. Oh, what about that? Oh, oh, that, that's been, oh, you mean, oh, that didn't have anything to do with Putin. That didn't have anything to do with unemployment. That didn't have anything to do with anything, except there's a bigger pie of dollars out there, and we still have the the small pie, small piece of the pie, which is now smaller that we had before in our pockets and in our bank accounts and and in our checks every every month, every two weeks or whatever. And and so that is what has caused the inflation. This supply and demand if you increase the supply and demand stays approximately the same what's going to happen to the price okay it's going to go down so essentially the price of money went down the value of money went down we have that to blame for inflation that increase of a third of the amount of credit and currency in the monetary system is to blame and no one and nothing else. And anybody that says different is a Keynesian with a brain the size of a walnut. But, you know, um, but, you know, this this administration, I mean, you, you're absolutely right, Jason, that the, this, the quantitative easing that that is what set off these problems, the quantitative easing started in Trump. Or, no, it, it probably started before Trump, to be honest. This quantitative it, it, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Trump did a ton of that. He he uh, accounted yeah. for a, a real high level of debt. Yes. And, uh but but so did Obama, and so did um, uh, Bush, for far as that goes. 
Yeah, I mean, Obama doubled the um, the debt uh, from deficits. That's where it comes from. It doubled the debt uh, in his uh, six year or eight years in office. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're right. You're you're right. But this this quantitative easing is 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 a, is a major major problem for for um, for middle class Americans because <coughs> any little bit of savings that we have. This thing is eating away. This inflation is eating away at our at our purchasing purchasing power, and that's what is going on here. And these central planners, they can't they, they, they can't manage the books of the of the um of the federal government, but they think they can manage our books by by this nonsense that they are trying to do. They're trying to tell us they could fix the economy. Well, they can't. I mean, Milton Friedman told us it was always a monetary a monetary phenomenon, and he wanted he have always wanted a stable expansion of the money supply, some number one percent, two percent, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah it, and, right. It was two percent. Was two percent right? Under, under. And let and let the market determine whether interest rates will fall, and that's how the economy could keep on going and striving and everything. Sometimes we slip into a recession or whatever and that kind of stuff, but it will bring about. A, a giant stability in, in 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 our economic activities and transactions, but these central planners they can't deal with that. They can't deal with that. They're gonna fix things for us, and they always get it wrong. Always. Well, well, Friedman's. I'm sorry, Jay. Friedman's idea is also central planning. You know that the whole two yeah, percent thing. Course, that's yes. that, that's okay. That's dialed in. That's that's un like anything else in nature in nature things fluctuate yeah we have the seasons we have you know we have fluctuations even of interest rates normally but yeah we could argue whether his idea would be uh better or worse than a totally free market idea you know where where the money supply may may shift you know not just continue a a perfectly two percent increase but may shift, you know, because because that whole idea behind two percent is to try to match that with the growth in productivity of about two percent, right. which is yeah. And so that's the whole idea. So we could argue, uh, and, and I could probably make a, as good an argument for one or the other, uh, 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 but nothing. The the whole idea of this Keynesian stuff is completely blown out by either of the winners of that argument, you know, either steady 2% or kind of, you know, let the money supply either be completely stopped, like in gold, everything backed in gold. So it's now even gold has an increase in, in, uh, in, in they mine new gold. There's more gold out there yeah, on the planet. Right, it's, right. Even it's, it's also has, has an increase. It was it just the be best somewhere. we had for a long time, as far as you know, having yeah, for control like, over the supply for yeah. eons. Yeah, for eons. <laughs> but oh no! But you can't make money on on gold. You can't. You have to be able to manipulate it at will. Uh, every little facet of it, and that's where Keynesians come in and screw everybody else. Us people on you know that aren't you know rubbing elbows with the rich and famous. Us normal people. The, these are the people that get screwed under Keynesianism. And even people that are in that position, just I have people, I know people that are fans of that Keynesianism. Anyway, there we are. Yeah, well, Paul Paul Krugman is one is one of those 
um, economic idiots. I don't know how that man won a Nobel Peace Prize. Well, well, yeah, well, believe me, he's rubbing elbows with the rich and famous, that guy. Yeah. Of course well, he is. Well, yeah. well, before before we go too far off the rails, otherwise we're going to be off the rails as far as Biden's economy. I know, we don't I get know. back on the rails. <laughs> but, uh, you know, as far Sorry. as, uh, you know, the controlling from the top, another scary thing we're hearing a lot of recently now is people starting to discuss price controls and maybe we could get the uh, uh image back up on that so this is something i've heard starting to get debated on television uh or the uh um you know different uh news sources online that i watch and essentially th this is the democrat pitch now well it's not our terrible planning uh it's either uh putin's price hike or it's greedy businesses. And if only we could control the prices for these businesses, um, everything would be fine. So, uh, gosh, I just can't think of more economic illiteracy tied up, you know, piled upon more economic illiteracy. Just one thing after another of trying to control things instead of the, just letting the market price signals speak, which is what we should be doing in the first place. You know, there's no reason prices have to be even steady, right? I mean, if we become yes. more productive, we want prices to fall. That literally tells us that we're being yes. more productive and we're doing a better job. We're saving things. But anyway, I'll let you guys uh, jump on this. I mean, if you look about, about this prices falling, Jason, look at, look, at the, look at the price of technology that, that have been going on here for the last 20 years. Prices have been falling. Look at for your iPhone right now. You know what it costs originally to get an iPhone with, with comparable features as you as you do now? I mean, was, or, or a personal computer, uh, a PC, a laptop like and that I am on right now. I mean, prices. The the mere fact productivity have brought about these these lower prices just because we had a free market relatively working relatively well, or the price of laser technology for your eyes have been falling for the last 15, 15 years. Again, technology at work, innovation at work. And this is what the central planners don't understand. Anytime you have price controls, it leads to shortages. There's no doubt about this. We tried this during the Nixon administration, and that's exactly what happened. It leads to shortages. And people suffer more under the price controls than they would have if the, if, if the market was allowed to fluctuate as well, it will as a result of a free market working. But this is what the central planners always think. They could well, fix things, and they can't. Yeah. Well, let me throw something in, too, because you mentioned Nixon <coughs> as well. And this is something that Democrats are using as a selling point here. They're saying that, hey, a Republican president did this right. before. You guys should all be for this. This <laughs> is literally the pitch they're trying to make. And and by the way, this is one of the reasons why libertarians are not Republicans <laughs> as well, right? Because we see that they're willing to make some of these same mistakes, too. Well, right? This is why I don't watch television news. I would I would go nuts if I my day would end. I, I probably wouldn't sleep very well, and my day would end on a sour note if I had to go through the pain and agony of listening to these morons wax prophetic about these stupid ideas that have been so completely blown out of the water by every not only every anecdotal evidence throughout history of it being utilized, which is not just Nixon, it's gone way back yes, where they've done yes. this nonsense. And every time it ends in basically what Leon's talking about, shortages, people just say, put up their hands, well, you know, it's not even worth making, I'm not even gonna do it. Duh, they're just so stupid, it's beyond me. I mean, that, anybody that mentions price controls, 
right away you know that they have the intelligence of a moron okay right away <laughs> well speaking speaking of the intelligence of a moron i want to jump right into the knucklehead noise patrol this time because you know a lot of times they say the captain of the ship uh, the president doesn't have that big of an impact on the economy and i think we've proven the rule wrong here <laughs> with the guy who's currently in office i mean you're literally looking at somebody who can get everything wrong and somebody who quite frankly it's amazing they're in office uh, as we segue into that there's one point i wanted to bring up and that's that, that's his claim and this sort of leads into what we're going to talk about here but his claim that he keeps making about well this is all due to putin it's not me it's putin yes, it's caused that yes. and his own fed chair even contradicted him on this saying no no you know these prices were headed up before uh before you you got into war with putin i mean he didn't say that but we have yeah. talked about this on this show and literally you know he even signaled to putin before hey if you take a little encouragement may encourage it's into, okay. uh, ukraine yeah we might not do anything yeah, so, it's okay, I mean, yes. you know, this guy is just a knucklehead <laughs> and that's why we want to talk about <laughs> this crazy cheat sheet now we've heard stories about him having a cheat sheet before we've seen little notes that he's supposed to call on certain people at certain times well this one takes the cake this is scary stuff this is yes. literally saying that this guy uh maybe is not in control of his faculties and we're going to show you the list here but he literally has a list that is telling him when to sit down and here's he's, the list he's, 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 he's maybe not in control maybe perhaps he's not in control of his yes, faculties exactly I mean, he could and be in control Here's a picture of him showing the list. Uh, he's obviously not proud of it. He doesn't realize what he's doing here, showing the list. But then here's a close-up of the list so you can actually see what it is. It says you in capital letters so he knows it's him they're talking about. You enter this room. You take your seat. <laughs> and he tells who's gonna, uh, who else is going to enter. And he says you give your comments, right? Yeah. I mean, he literally needs this stuff capitalized so he knows it's him. I, I, it's, it's really scary stuff. You guys have it any is, thoughts on this? It is. You know, no. you know, we, you know, we, we love to, to laugh at these things during um, our Knucklehead Noise Patrol segment, Jason and Tim. We love to laugh at these things. And it, it, there, there's a lot to laugh at here. But, you know, there's a very serious issue going on here, okay? Very, very serious. Because I am truly wondering who is control, who is in control of the executive branch of government. It is clearly not Joe Biden, even though under under our rules, he was elected and thus he's a commander in chief. He has the nuclear codes and everything else and that kind of stuff. He could make decisions about war and about our economy and all that kind of stuff like that. And this guy have to need a list to tell him when to sit down, when to exit the room, when to make comments. You need a list for this? You need a list for this? And you're supposed to be the commander in chief of the most powerful army in the world? Okay, this is some scary stuff. This is really, really scary stuff. Well, it makes, well, it makes I, me wonder who is in control of our executive branch of government. <laughs> I think it's enlightening. I, I think it's it's wonderful to finally be proved beyond a, a shadow of a doubt that somebody else almost always controls the presidency. Uh, you know, not every facet of it, and some presidents are a little more you know useful than others as far as their their demeanor and so on, but. Yeah, I mean the, the president is is really literally a puppet, and I think and I don't I'm not saying I know who's behind the puppet, and I think there is some of them like Obama, for example, has things to say that you know and, and that that might be um, 
part of the guidance. But anyway, we're coming up against the the limit. So, yeah, you know, good and, thing. And, now, and, and, now we can see. Your, your whole puppet thing, too. Uh, Musk, again, got it right. He called Biden at one point an, uh, a limp sock puppet, and he had it right mm -hmm. again. But that's all we have time for today on our show. So hopefully we'll uh, the economy won't collapse uh, completely, and we'll be here again next week for you. Until then, stay free. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, always and forever. Thank you for listening to the Knuckleheads of Liberty podcast.